before we get into 1 Samuel chapter 8, you can go ahead and turn there if you uh, need to. But I'm just curious. Have you ever wanted something so badly? You can just go to the title slide because we'll, we'll do the, the video f- first. But have you guys ever wanted something so badly it didn't matter what it cost? Yeah. It didn't matter what it costs. You might overlook details, and you might miss out on the issues with the product, right? For example, I'm a nerd. I loved my PS5. It's amazing. Love playing it. It's so much fun. But here's the thing. When you buy technology of any kind, PS5s included, pay attention, guys. Really focus in, okay? When you buy any piece of technology, anything, it's going to have issues when it first drops. It has bugs, it has problems, it has all these things that are wrong with it. So there have been people who have literally just turned on their PS5, turned on their laptops, turned on their brand new whatever, and it just turns off. It just shuts off. It just breaks. It just busts because it's not really ready sometimes. And people just don't do their research or don't count the cost. For me, getting all of my technology, I love getting new stuff and and grabbing that. I save up for it. It's just who I am. I'm a nerd. But But, like, I love doing that. But I also know that when I got my PS5 in the mail, I was like, listen, I might turn it on and there might be a game and I might play for a little bit. But if it, like, overheats or does something crazy, I might lose out on it. As opposed to maybe a little later down the line, they'll have some of the bugs fixed. Maybe they'll have some stuff worked out, right? A lot of people are saying the same thing with vaccines and in, in, in COVID. And you can have any opinion you want. I'm not here to talk opinions. We're not here to talk about this or that or whatever. But the, the, the fact of the matter is there are people on the sidelines who are like, yeah, I'll wait in a year. <laughs> no, I'll wait a little bit. There are some people who are like, I'm not doing it at all. But, but you have to count the cost. To some people, and it's not a bad thing, to some people, it's like, listen, I need to do this now. To some people, I need to get the PS5 now. To some people, I need to get vaccinated now. To some people, I just need to have it happen now. They don't really count the cost, or maybe they do, and they're cool with it, and they understand it. Um, I've done this before in my life. Uh, My family has as well. Um, And it's not really intentional or anything. But what happened was uh, when I bought my car, I've told you the story about my Ford Taurus and praying healing over that thing because it was crazy. We, uh, my parents really wanted me to have a car at 16, and they wanted it so badly that they found a car that looked amazing. It was only $2,000, and so we test drove it, and it test drove pretty nicely, and we, uh, we, we went ahead and we pulled the trigger because my parents wanted me to have a car. It was an amazing blessing because... Sometimes you can be 15 or 16 and not have a car immediately when you get your license. That just doesn't happen all the time. Super thankful for that. But we found very quickly, I've shared this story before, we found very quickly that the battery was a problem. There was, a, there was an issue with the battery. We replaced it two times in six months. It was crazy. We eventually sold the car and, and got rid of it as my brother upgraded and I upgraded. We found all these problems with it, but I guess to my parents, they were the one who who bought it for me, which, again, such a blessing. I wasn't complaining, even buying the second battery. I was like, whatever. But we probably could have counted the cost and asked some more questions to be able to prohibit that from happening, right? 
Do you guys have that? Do you guys have that uh, issue sometimes where you're like, I just want it and I don't even care what it costs me. I don't care if it has issues. I don't care at all. It happens sometimes, huh? There's a video I want to show um, really quickly. No, it's not Carl. But it's the best video. It's one of my favorite videos on the internet. Because kids are the worst at this sometimes, right? Like little kids, little kids, little kids. Shh, 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 shh. Not you guys. Don't worry. You're adults. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, kids can be the worst at this. They do not care. They have so short sight, so much short sight that they're like, I, I don't care. I just want this thing. I just want this thing. There's a video on the internet that has millions of views because this, this kid wants a delicious, amazing Hershey's treat as his dessert. He wants an amazing dessert. And he doesn't really understand what he's asking for. So go ahead and play that video and make sure that the audio is on it as well. But you can go ahead and play that. Do you have the video? Huh? Oh, okay, go ahead and play it. Okay. All right. Hey, um, yeah, can somebody get Macy and have her go see what's up? Yeah, please. Anyway. Um, yeah, we'll just see. Hey, hey, hey shh, here we go. Hey, this is fun. I love this. Hey. No, so check this out. So what we're gonna read uh, while they're getting everything set up, and then we'll get back into this uh, this story, this setup. I had it teed up; it was ready to go. Whatever, it's fine. Um. Oh, yeah, I get it. So check this out. Shh, shh, shh. Everybody calm. Everybody collected. Good. Ready to rock. Okay, here we go. So. We read in chapter 3 with what Samuel uh, went through with his calling and how he was called. And he was actually going to be, remember Eli had sons, but they were super wicked. Remember how terrible they were? So they had to call, um, so they had to call uh, Samuel. God called Samuel and said, hey, I need you to take over because Eli is not doing what he's supposed to do. And so Samuel gets this call, and he, he runs with it. He's the first what? Anybody know? Here's some more trivia for you. I don't have candy for this one. Oh, we do have candy, but anyway. He's the first what? Prophet. He was the first prophet to come through and to actually speak on behalf of the Lord in that prophetic office. Does that make sense? Good? Grabbing it? He's the first one. Things are going good for four chapters or so. All the way in chapter 7. We see that it starts to crumble in chapter 7. We're going to read chapter 8. We're going to read chapter 8, but in chapter 7, stuff starts to crumble. Samuel's administration, uh, all, all of the stuff that he set up, he sets up his own sons to be prophets as well, and they do the same thing that Eli and his sons were doing. He sends his sons out to go be an extension of him, and they mess up too. 
But here's the, here's the difference. They're not in the same area that Samuel's in. So Samuel sent them out and tried to get them ready, but they corrupted those offices. And it wasn't on him the way it was on Eli. So hear me out. He's still righteous. He's still honoring God in all that he's doing. But really, where this has left Israel is they're fed up. They're fed up. They're done. So what they did is they asked Samuel for a change. Are we good? We ready to go? Okay. Maybe. Maybe so. Go ahead. So this is what I was talking about with kids being impulsive. But yeah, this video is awesome. Stop insisting on tasting. He's telling you it's going to be gross, but he does not want to live with it. So I'm going to bring him some milk and he's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you hey I don't know about you but I've been there especially as a kid you're like Hershey's it's gonna be good and then it's just not yeah that video is so funny I love that video anyway so let's go ahead and get into the word uh first Samuel chapter eight we're gonna start with the first nine verses we're gonna read this thing together and uh and then we're just going to have a little discussion. It's going to be, I'm, I promise I'll be short. Promise. Like, I promise I'll be short. Yeah, I really do. Okay, so here it is. Chapter 8, verse 1. It says, when Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as Israel's leaders. <laughs> the name of his firstborn, Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah, and they served in Beersheba. Again, like I said, he kind of sent them out. They were kind of just gone, right? But his sons did not follow his ways, and they turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. The same thing that Eli's sons did, right? Same thing. They're going and doing the same thing now. So all the elders of Israel gathered together, and they came to Samuel at Ramah, and they said to him, You're old. <laughs> I love that. You're old, and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to us, such as all the other nations have. But when they, when they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, listen to all the people that are saying, uh, listen to what all the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king, as they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. Here's the dilemma in the short of it of what Samuel is dealing with. 
Israel is called to be different. Israel, as God's people, are called to be different. Do you know who the king of Israel was up until this time? Anybody want to take a guess? Who's the king of Israel at this time? David, not yet. Yes, the Lord. They are led by the Lord. The Exodus that we just read about, right? God did all the miracles on their behalf as their king, as their God, right? He was exclusive to Israel at this time. I know that's a hard thing to grasp. That's what makes the Bible so cool that it extends to us. But at this time, he is only working for Israel's behalf. He's only working on behalf of Israel. Listen, Samuel's dilemma is they say, we don't want God. We want a king like everybody else. Listen, how does that apply today? We are called to be different. In the same way that Samuel is having this dilemma of like, no, 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 we're not supposed to have a king. We're not supposed to have a human ruler. We serve God and God alone. That's what makes us different. He goes to God and he's, he says, no, this is not how it should be. This is not how it's supposed to go. And what happens? They say, no, no, no. No, we want a king. Have a king rule over us. And I think the interaction between Samuel and God is important because God says they're not rejecting you. They're not rejecting you as the leader. They're not rejecting you as the prophet. They're not rejecting you as the leader. They're rejecting me. Sometimes when you live your life differently, when you are called to be different and people butt up against that, you guys ever felt that before? Like, you're like, I'm just want to share about Jesus, and they make fun of me. Like, sometimes you feel that way. Listen, they're not up against you. They're not making fun of you. They're not laughing at you. What they're doing is they're mocking and laughing and talking down to God. And I don't know about you, but that's a way different ball game, and that's, way, that's something that is out of your control in the first place. Because listen, if you can start to shift your brain to, to, to when you face opposition or you face people who are coming against you because of your faith, if you can flip it to say they're against God, they're not really against me, that increases the weight on them and it takes the weight off of you. Because you don't have to worry about people hating you or rejecting you anymore because it's really just what you stand for, the God that you believe in. I don't know if you're in here and you feel like you're getting made fun of because of your faith or because you live differently or because you call yourself a Christian. But let me tell you, we're called to be differently. Or we're called to live differently. And when they buck up against it, it's not you. It's nothing personal. It's not. And if you can start to flip it, you can start to see the value of what you do and how you speak and how you walk. You kind of live more free. Who wants to live free? little more. I know, me, me too. But here's the thing. In this context, God was calling Israel to be different. He didn't want them to have a king. He didn't want them to have a ruler. He didn't want them to have somebody over them all the time. He didn't want that. He said, why am I not enough? I am the God of Israel. I'm the king of Israel up until this point. Serve me and everything's going to be okay. But they didn't want that. 
And I think sometimes we do the same. Yes, there are some times where we buck up against opposition because we're living our life in a way that's like, wow, you're a rock star for Jesus. But then sometimes we live on the opposite way and we live the shamed. And we hold on to, well, I want to be a Christian, but I uh, really don't want to live that lifestyle. I want to be like everybody else. I want to watch all the movies that everybody's watching. I want to play all the video games everybody plays. I want to hang out with the people that I want to hang out with. I don't want there to be any difference. I want to talk the way they want to talk. They, they talk. I want to do the things that they want to do. Listen, we are above that. If you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a, a follower of God, you live differently. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a monk, okay? You don't have to pray 24-7 and not wear shoes like a weirdo. Believe me, we have enough of them in Kentucky. So, <laughs> but listen, here's the thing. God is not over us as a dictator, and he's not here to dictate our lives. He wasn't over Israel as a dictator, and he wasn't there to dictate their lives. All he wanted to do is help guide them in the right direction. All he wanted to do was move them and push them in the right direction. Andrew, you need to have a seat, man. Okay? It's like the third time. Listen. And, I'll, and hey, just for the future, that's not like just him. I will start calling out by name, just so you know when you're talking and acting crazy. Anyway. God desires to be over us and to guide us and to, to lead us in the right direction. He doesn't want to dictate us and be a dictator. He doesn't want to do that. As a matter of fact, the very things that Israel was asking for in a king was going to do just that. I don't know if you know this or not, but like kings are not very... It's easy to let your, your, the power go to your head when you're a king, right? You guys taking your American Revolution class yet? American history, talk about the Revolutionary War. Uh, it was because of a king <laughs> who just wanted to be selfish and wanted to take everything for himself, right? It's the same way here. And what they're saying is so crazy because all they're saying is, no, 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 we want a king. We want a king. Give it to us. We want to be like everybody else. And that's not the way we're supposed to live our lives. And listen, if you are rejecting the lifestyle of a believer, if you're like, well, I don't, shh, this is important and I'm, I'm about to wrap up. I told you it was quick. If we say that we're different as believers and we hold ourselves to be different as believers, but we don't desire to be different in how we live our lives, if we say, yeah, I want to be a Christian, so I want to be different here, but, like, I don't want to talk differently or be different in how I live or I want to hang out with the same friends and I want to do the same things and everything. All of that, listen, you are not just wanting to live your own life and be free. You're actually rejecting God. If you say that you're a Christian, you know, Scripture says that you should either be hot or cold and you can't be lukewarm because if you're lukewarm, you'll get spat out. Jesus, God, and this sounds crazy, but it's true, would rather you reject him completely and walk away 
and be ice cold than to say like, oh, well, I've got my foot in both camps and I'll just kind of ride the fence here. Listen, we are called to be different. We are called to live differently. I don't know if you guys have like Christian organizations like at your school back, you know, pre-COVID, BC before COVID. <laughs> but I, I, I uh, we had FCA in my high school, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I used to hate having that. Not because like I was like this person who's like I don't want God in schools. Like I'm not like that. But it seems to me, and maybe if you have these clubs in, in your high schools or middle schools or whatever, you might see the same trends. But, like, it was never real believers who went to that, for me at least. There were some, and there were some people who, like, are still living their life for Jesus today, and that's amazing. But for the most part, it was all for a scholarship application or for uh, the, the, the accolades of saying, well, I go to a fellowship of Christian athletes. And these people would go to this class and... They would listen and th they would worship and they would pray and do all the go through all the motions and then they would walk out of the school and you would have no idea that they were a part of it. And if they talked to certain people, they would not bring that up. It was only on their applications. It was only on the things that was going to push them forward and, and make them look better and more well-rounded. It used to bug me so much, not because I was judging them, right? If you, if you don't want to be a Christian and don't follow God, like, hey, man, I'm not going to, like, despise you over it. I'm going to pray for you and wish that you would come to that because it's the best life you could live. But I'm not going to, like, ridicule you or mock you or go off on you. That wasn't why I, I, that gave me such an icky feeling. I just felt that their actions didn't line up with what they were doing in that class for 40 minutes. They were living a certain way for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and walking out and just being like everybody else the rest of the time. Listen, listen, we can't live lives like that. We can't. We're called to be different. We're called to live different. That is what I want you guys to grab from this story on, on, on the overarching theme is that we're called to live different. We're not called to be the same. If we find ourselves wanting the same, we're probably off somewhere. So what I want to do is I want to read the rest of the story from 10 to 22, and, uh, and then I want to do something different. So uh, leaders, if you guys could go ahead and, uh, and get ready. Thank you. I just want to read this, this next little part. It says, Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. And he said, this is what the king who will reign over you will claim as his rights. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses. And they will be at the front of his chariots. I.e., they're going to get drafted and they're going to get put on the front lines. If you follow the military at all, that's not a good place to be. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest and still others will make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots and he will take your daughters to be per 
perfumers and cooks and bakers, and he will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves, and he will give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your village and give it to his officials and attendants, your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and your donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks, and when you yourselves will become his slaves, when that day comes, you will cry for relief from a king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations with a king to lead us and to go out before us and to fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord, and the Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. And then Samuel said, everyone go back to your own town. What he was doing in those moments was he was listening for the Lord to hear who he wanted to be the king, even though that wasn't what the Lord had promised. It wasn't what the Lord had set for his people. If uh, we could get the lights on, I don't know if that's possible. Just real quick. I don't know why this happens all the time with small. Anyway, <laughs> we have some discussion questions and some stuff. If you uh, just want to go to that and go to the next one. Shh, 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 shh. Hey, so listen here. Listen, 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 listen. So we're going to do something really different, and we're going to try to do this every month. So hopefully you guys enjoy it, and hopefully you guys like it, and it's different than just hearing me speak the entire time. But this second half of the message, the second half of the message, I want you to be the ones discussing what's going on in, this, in these moments. What's going on from this passage? We've read the whole thing, so let's talk about it. If you are... A middle school girl, raise your hand. If you are in junior high and you are a middle school girl,